For the Waratahs, some familiar blues for the boys from Auckland. An incredible comeback on Saturday night. And ooh-la-la from Paris. Hello and welcome to another week of Ruck Me Dead. My name is Errol Parker and with me here again today is Wendell Hussey. How are you, Wendell? I am very well, thank you, Errol. It was uh, another good weekend of footy. It was a bit on around the world. Plenty of good rugby played here, across in New Zealand, over there in Europe as well. Yeah, there was good rugby overseas, good rugby across the ditch, some good rugby in Australia. But I'll tell you where there was some some absolutely shocking rugby, and that was down in Melbourne over the weekend, where the Waratahs went down again, this time to the Rebels. Worked his way through the breakdown. Smell nothing happening across the left now. Dummies his way through. There's no one around. Chipping ahead for himself to Miller. Chasing the bouncing, getting it. Oh no way, Manny. Yeah, it was a familiar tale for the Waratahs after the bye week. You know, they yep. took the Range Rovers out, a few winery tours, a bit of soul searching, a bit of um, connecting with their roots. But unfortunately, they went down there to Melbourne and it was a case of them picking up where they left off, really, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, mate. In front of five or 6,000 people down there at the uh, Melbourne Rectangular Dome or whatever mm. it's called these days. Some sponsors got naming rights to it, I think, Errol. Well, mate, um, it didn't make any difference. I think the Waratahs took as you said, the opportunity to pretty much put up their feet, do more of the same, which is basically to just have no cohesion. Mm. The cows just aren't forming as a mob. They're not running in the same direction, and it's coming more and more apparent to not just the run-of-the-mill rugby fan, but people in the in the wider public, people who don't follow rugby union mm. at all are now slowly becoming aware that the Waratahs are really gunning for the position of being the most hapless and unsuccessful sporting team in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, it seems like they've overtaken the Broncos, Errol, and it also seems like that win over the Brumby Runners last weekend didn't do too much for the Waratahs. Um, Well, no, see, the Brumby Runners, though, they aren't really uh, Brumbies yet. I mean, they're only runners. Mm. And the Waratahs, they uh, I think they threw down a full-strength team mm. uh, week before yeah. last. And they, they pumped them, the, the Colties from Destroyed Sydney. Them. They did. But down in Melbourne, their return for the Rebels, actually, which is great to see. It's been over a year since the Rebels played down there in Melbourne, so it was good for their few thousand fans to get out. But, yeah, it was pretty grim from the Colties from Sydney who went down there, took them... Uh, 75 minutes to get on the scoreboard. Mm. Probably struggled to say that they were bright spots at the end. It was kind of like the Rebels had just switched off. They couldn't crack them for 75 minutes. I think the Tars had far more possession. They made the Rebels make a lot of tackles, and they just couldn't crack them. It was no, uh, very, was, very uh, concerning. I was actually quite disappointed in the Rebels that they did let the Waratahs on the scoreboard at the end. I was looking forward to seeing a big fat zero next to the Waratahs' name. And mm. and again, you know, we say it every single week, the scoreline was not indicative of what this game was, and this game was an absolute 
fucking walkover. Yeah, you couldn't be more right, I don't think, Errol. And it's a great point you make about uh, the scoreline not being indicative of the game because it really should have been 33 nil. I'll tell you one thing that these Waratahs really need, and they have a vacuum in their leadership and Mm. experience stocks. I mean, look, if you look at the Rebels, not exactly the best rugby union team in the world, but, you know, they do have some old heads. They've got Matt Tamua, they've got Reese Hodge, they've got people who know how to win a game of rugby. Yes. And it's slowly coming together. And when you look at the Waratahs lineup, I mean, sure, there's a lot of young talent there, but where are the old heads? Yeah, they are. The Rebels have got a fair few guys who have played a fair bit of Super Rugby and know what they're doing, whereas the Waratahs, they still look lost. Like, they looked like they just were unsure of how to crack these guys, how they were going to score some points. Yeah, I don't know where things go up from here, really. As we mentioned last week, there's not anyone coming back into the team that's really going to lift them. There's not any kind of changes that happen. Michael Hooper comes at the end of the year, but that's a fair while away. Rob Penny, I know we were saying maybe a fortnight ago that the dumbest thing you can do is sack your coach, but there's still boys falling off tackles. There's still boys not getting over the game line. There's still guys who are kind of making basic errors. At some point, you have to look at the attitude and go, well, 33 nil down, 75 minutes in, didn't really look like offering much. Well, I don't know. I don't know, Errol. You only need one good old head in a team, and Rob Penny knows it, but Rob Penny's got no cows. Mm. He, he just has no cattle. I know we talk a lot of shit about the Waratahs, but I reckon that Carlo is he's a, he's a shining light for them. He's a real bright spot. I don't know if you saw, there was an interesting piece in the Herald a few days ago where big Carlo was talking about his ambitions. He, uh-huh. um, he said... Pretty bold here. Literally the only reason I came here, and that being New South Wales, is because I wanted to take Michael Hooper's spot. And um, obviously he said he was shooting for the stars there, but he backs himself and apparently he uh, he goes pretty hard and he wants to have that mindset where he goes into training going 100%. It's been a few dust-ups at training apparently. They have to separate the boys Well, he just goes 100%. So maybe a bit more of that could be brought to Waratah's trainings and trial runs. Well, yeah, it's a bit of a distraction from what you're trying to do, and that's you know to build a, mm. a rugby union team, get a few points on the board, get a bit of cohesion, get everyone moving in the same mm. direction we're at the moment. Now that the Waratahs are just going around in circles, and I don't think things will get any better at all until someone steps up to lead mm. them. And I don't think that it's not something that Rob Penny can do on his own. I mean, he can only make do with what he's got, which is, you know, at the moment, Mm. fuck all, really. Yeah, he's definitely limited with what he's working with, but I will say I thought the Rebels were pretty good on Friday night. I know they They were were. playing against the hapless Waratahs, but there was some some nice moments there. Uh, Corabidi played unreal. Anderson and Pincus playing pretty well too. Mm -hmm. I mean, Matt Tamua, that was a sensational try, as you just heard a couple of minutes ago that we played an incredible try. I mean... The hole that he ran through was pretty concerning. I mean, that that hole was that was gaping in the middle of the field that he went through. Santos could probably mm. uh, pipe something out of the hole that Matt Tumor went through. That was that big. But the little chip and chase to scoot over was very nice. And, yeah, Corabedi, he was good again. He was in a little bit of a scuffle there with Swinton, which I love to see. Swinton, obviously, notorious hard man for the Waratahs, a bit like Carlo, was frustrated, took it out on, I think it was Lockie Anderson or Tom Pincus down the bottom of a ruck there. And big Marika shapes up, I think, I think uh, Swinton's probably got half a head at least on him. But Marika was straight in there wanting to rip and tear. 
And it was good to see him firing up. He was also actually firing up on social media over the weekend. I don't know mm. if anyone saw the West Tigers who are having a similar kind of a season already to the Waratahs. A lot of concerns there about attitude, cattle, all that sort of stuff. They posted a photo there on an Instagram page of Luke Brooks, who's a halfbacks for the West Tigers, trying to run through one of those banners for the 150 games. You know, the classic, like, trying to run through, something happens, doesn't quite get there, the banner doesn't tear, all that sort of stuff. Marika Korobiti comments on the post with his official Instagram account saying, that's what the 2021 Tigers season looks like. A real shot from Marika. He played for the Tigers probably six or seven years ago, and as the Tigers do, they let go of him because he's a good player. Interesting to him firing shots. There were a couple of guys blowing back up at him in the comments, and he saying, oh, a bit disrespectful, don't you think, Marika, having a shot at the club who gave you a start in the NRL, and he promptly responded to them saying, Five other clubs offered me contracts to come and play in the NRL, which is um, mm. quite interesting and says a bit about the West Tigers and about Rugby Australia, I think, if there were five clubs offering Marika Corabiti contracts and then we had to pay him big money to come over. But anyway, that's a familiar tale. What would you make of this game rating-wise? Mate, I really gave it a, a six mm. pass mark. I didn't really mind, but... Just before we move on, where do the Tars go from here? I mean, you know, look, Wendell, anyone can join a pylon and... and we love to join a pylon. It's easy. Um, it's it fun. is very easy. But um, I, I gave this game really probably about a year, six and a half out of ten. Wasn't heaps of a competition. I was enthralled because I wanted to see if the Waratahs could do anything and inevitably they couldn't until the 76th minute. It had some narratives in there. I was I was watching till the end and I think it was maybe what the Waratahs needed, really. Another match to really drive home the nail about where they're at as a club and an organisation. I'd say there's probably a few more nails coming, but I think it's something that's had to come for a little while for the Waratahs, and, and now it's coming. But up north, there was a much, much better game. Queensland grinding their way towards a penalty here. McDermott, away. It works out for Vunuvalu. Looks away, one-handed, no look at it eventually. Feeds John Campbell. Oh, silly Vunuvalu is headline. The Reds, our local boys, they got up. Good to see that again. Now they're on top of the table. Mm. They're above my Brumbies, and uh, and I think next time they meet, it'll be on for young and old. Yeah, it'll be another repeat of what we saw down there in the capital, I reckon. It was great to see the force turning up and once again having a go. They just they keep a having a go, and things are starting to look good. I know you like the referring to players as mobs of cattle and the force. They're really starting to get a bit of cohesion. Things are moving well. They've got a lot of star-studded players there, a lot of guys with international and super rugby experience who are starting to play pretty well together. And I think the Waratahs should really be looking at what the force are doing in terms of like effort and intensity levels because they – may not have the ability to blow games open, but they keep hanging in there. They do. You know, they hang in for the fight. They're not going away. No. No, no. Then it takes things like a outrageous Hunter Pasami try or an outrageous Vunavalu try to put them down. And there will be games where that won't happen and they'll get a win over the Reds. It was 26-19 in the end there with a pretty healthy crowd up in Suncourt, which is It funny. always is, mate. It's funny what winning matches does Queenslanders as well. turn up. Mm. Yes, Queenslanders get around their team, which is it's a really admirable trade, I think. But, yeah, Vunavalu's try there at the end, which is, is a pretty... An absolute out-and-out fend. Unbelievable. I mean, just... 
his arms. Oh just- yeah, the big, the big see you later, Jack McGregor going high on Suliasi Vunavalu is a pretty bold play, particularly one on one, and he yes. just bumps him off. Nice step, ball, bang, try time, and mm-hmm. they uh, that wins in the game. And Hunter Pasami. We've been bigging him up, and he yeah. was exceptionally good. Same thing again, slight of hands, ball-making, little bit of kicking. Well, I think this game was, was almost lost by the Reds' back line. I mm. mean, this victory came from the Reds' forward pack. I mean, yeah, they were yeah, just yeah. they were getting in there. Mm. They were locking the ball down, yeah. getting it out there, getting some good service out to their backs, and mm. their backs would proceed to immediately drop the ball. Mm. Jordy Pattaya had a better game. I thought he was doing some nice offloads there, doing a bit of linking up there in the midfield, which I thought was good. Yeah, the Reds' forward pack certainly were pretty dominant. It was 14-3 or 14-0 there early, Mm. and it kind of looked like, oh, dear, this could be in big trouble. But the force found a way to hang in there and claw their way back into the game and almost won it. I'm a huge Reds fan, have been uh, since well before 2011. I've always been on the We Are Red wagon. But I kind of could understand that maybe the force winning there at the end would have been a good result for Aussie rugby. Like, would have been. It would, it would have been, been a good. great result for the Brumbies. Yeah, it would have meant that there's four competitive teams and anyone can beat anyone. Obviously, not talking about the Waratahs there, but talking about the, the Rebels, the Force, the Brumbies and the Reds. I think it would have been a good display to show that the competition's really healthy, but... I reckon they will get a win over the Brumbies or the Reds at some point before the end of the season, the force, because they've just got a good mentality and they've and they've got the boys there to keep building and building and building. And so I think things really are trending up for Twiggy's mercenaries, the boys from the West. They are, but things are also tracking up for Hunter Pasami getting into a golden jersey mm. um, in the months to come. I don't think there is any other person in Australian rugby that in his position that's looking this exciting yeah Errol I reckon you're spot on there Hunter Basami the way he can run the way he can hit the way he can ball play the way he can kick he seems to be doing it all and he seems to be sizing up situations and doing it well I love the attitude on him as well Mm. that try that he goes through and instead of just falling over the try line like most people would he kind of looks at Rob Carney the fullback bumps the fuck out of him and then falls over the line. Like, he's backing himself that much that he's not actually concerned about, like, two hands on the ball, just got to get this over the line. He's like, look at this fullback getting in my way. Bruh, boof, get out of the way, scores a try, and then that dummy for the second one, huge, huge dummy. That's, like, that's my dummy at social mixed touch on a Monday. But Mm. I guess with Hunter, everything is coming up gold for the big fella. I also want to say, I know we big up Hunter Baisami, but I also want to big up Vunavalu. I think he looks like a really, really exciting prospect. And he's like very similar. He's looking quick. He's looking quick and he's looking fast and he's looking strong. And he's also got that kind of game-breaking ability with the offloads and the flick passes and the the big steps and the crazy little kicks. He's someone who can game break for the Wallabies and the Reds for a, for a fair while. I just want to see a little bit of risk minimization with him potentially. Like I, I worry that he could have those crazy games where he just sets up tries and does ridiculous things, but 
in the back of my mind. I also think from his time in league, he's done some yeah. some hectic things. Like I feel like maybe we could be in the quarterfinal against England. We're up by three points, and then Sully just goes up for a big, big bomb. And, uh, you know, kicks the foot out. Of course, Owen Farrell is just running yeah. there with his jaw, just <laughs> trying to get his jaw straight into Sully's foot and split. And then, bang, you know, red card. And yeah. we go out of the World Cup because of kind of something like that. But I think he's a really, really exciting prospect. And He is. You I, know, just, I just hope he gets a game because he is a Queenslander. He yeah, plays, he yeah, plays yeah, for yeah. the Reds. Yeah, yeah. And Reds historically have been mm. overlooked for years and years and years yeah, when yeah. it comes to Wallaby's selection. So yeah. the, the inherent New South Wales bias, don't start us Queenslanders and certainly don't start those boys from the capital. They, they get pretty fired up about that sort of stuff. But, yeah, it was a, it was a good game for me, a good competition. I'm going to rate this one for enjoyability. A nice seven and a half, eight out of ten. Yeah, I'll give this one a six. Look, it wasn't the best game, not the worst game. Technically, could have been better. I mean... Mm. There were a lot of unforced errors, and mm. I think that, you know, maybe perhaps tightening this game up would get it rating a bit better in my books. But look, yep. you know, it was another solid game of rugby union. Yep. Liked it much better than the uh, the shit that we saw down in Melbourne. So, yes. yeah, look, yep. I'm, I'm happy with it. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. And across the ditch in Super Rugby Aotearoa, me, oh, my boy, oh, boy. What a game that yep. was at 5 o'clock on Saturday. Across the Dutch. <laughs> Me, oh, my boy, oh, yeah. boy. Beautifully taken down by Akoi. There goes the siren. The Chiefs will put it into touch. And finally, the drought is over. The Chiefs have won and have broken the losing streak with an excellent victory here tonight at Sky Stadium. Yeah, you had the uh, hapless Chiefs. They finally got up after, what was it, 11, 11 games, yeah, 11 yeah. losses in a row. But mind you, it is a very, very tough competition over there in New Zealand. Mm. But the whipping boys of Super Rugby Aotearoa uh, got the job done. Got the job done on the weekend. And i tell you what, whoever plays fullback in that team for the Chiefs, I know that we were talking a little bit off-air before we got this show on the road that maybe Bowden Barrett, isn't as secure as he thinks at number 15. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Damian McKenzie, he's certainly electric. Yeah, it was an incredible try that he set up with Tia Tia linking up and then Brad Weber underneath the post. He's he's very exciting. I love that smile, that damn yeah. smile that he's got. You know, he looks <laughs> up at the post and he has that cheeky, cheeky smile, the curly blonde locks. He's a, he's a lovable kind of character. I don't know about you, but I started watching this game and I thought, oh, yeah, the Chiefs, they're looking all right here. They had a bit of momentum and then bang, 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 bang. Uh, Hurricanes go in for a few tries. Some nice tries too. Love Lau Marpe dropping it on the boot. Yeah. He's obviously been watching a little bit of Hunter Paisami and trying to mirror what Hunter Paisami can do. So he drops well, yeah. on the boot and set up a try. Well, I both think that they've been taking their homework from uh, the original, the Sox down country boy, Chris mm. Latham. I, yeah, think, yeah, uh, yeah. I think they're both running the ball much harder than we've seen uh, people do in the past, mm. you know, not since the days of Chris, you know. It's good to see these young fellas taking notice. I mean, mm. for years and years and years, the world was crying out for a dangerous fullback after Chris retired and they got Bowden Barrett and this young fella here from uh, from the Chiefs is looking yeah. every bit yeah, 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 like yeah, a they, young Chris. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one day maybe they will reach the heights of, of young Chris, but um, it is good to see some country boys. I think they are country boys as well, the Barretts and the McKenzie. So good to see them trying to emulate <laughs> Chris, eh? Well, I got a few sheeps on my four-acre farm in Otago. 
yeah, I don't know. Look, I think that the definition's a bit different. Uh, mm. yeah, but, yeah. but anyway, mate. Yeah, let's, yeah. Back, uh, to, let's... back to what I was saying about the, the, that game. I thought it was done and dusted. I thought the Chiefs, uh, here we go again. They're in big trouble. They're the uh, the Waratahs of of Super Rugby, Aotearoa. But out of nowhere, they uh, scored a couple of quick tries and then ran away with it, which is a pretty incredible comeback. I don't think you see many comebacks like you that. You don't see comebacks so, like this very often, mate. No, you're right. It was good to see. So I gave that game... Seven, seven and a half. The comeback factor was pretty incredible, I thought. I thought it was good too, mate. And look, you just can't go past a famous win. That was a famous win mm. for the Chiefs. They got it done. I mean, the Canes, not exactly the easiest people to beat, certainly not the hardest. But um, look, Chiefs were looking good. Hats off to them. I'm going to give this an eight. It's a good yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. The winner of the cellar dwellers over there in New Zealand. And there was an unfortunate result, I reckon, over there in uh, Auckland on Sunday Arvo. Love a bit of Sunday Arvo footy on Stan Sport. But unfortunately, the Blues got rolled by the Crusaders. 43 points to 27. Comes through the middle. No, he hasn't. They switch it. Maulner trying to dance as well. He's through. Unbelievable. Richie Maulner. Many players in the world can defend that or this man. Super Rugby Player of the Year. Aye. Two years running. Richie Moonga. We are waiting when he would strike. You can't look down your nose at people going to Eden Park and beating the home team. I mean, yeah. it's hard. Even, even when it is the Crusaders beating the Blues. Blues, not the best team. Mm. Not really playing up to their potential, but... Yeah. For the Crusaders to go up there and score 43 points as the away team in Auckland Park, I mean, that's always going to be commendable. Yeah, very true. Always good to see an away team do something uh, at Eden Park. The Blues, pretty disappointing. Like There's been a lot of chat about them being up to it this time. This was the time that they were finally going to beat the Crusaders. They were going to mm. get a bit of parity back in Super Rugby, Aotearoa, but... <laughs> Comfortable, comfortable from yeah. the Crusaders. They thought they might have a chance, but uh, I think that old Richie Moinga, mm. he had other ideas. Yeah, and that he, little skip he across the field. He put on another masterclass yeah, of rugby yeah. union. He made his case for an all-black jersey and I think is going to be hard to walk past. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there'd be some just temptation. the of- skills, the talent, you just, you know... Unbelievable. Yeah, it was. Uh, after they'd gone out to a bit of a lead, the Blues got back into the game and then Richie, off the back of that uh, that move, just swept back around, little dummy flick pass, yeah. straight through, killed the game after managing it pretty well for 65, 70 <laughs> minutes. He was incredible. I mean, I just want to say I'll be very curious to see how Richie goes when he comes up against some dominant forward packs like the Reds and the Brumbies and maybe even the Force, you know. Easy yeah. for, for the Kiwis to be running around, the flick passes, the backline moves, the little chips in behind, all that kind of stuff. Let's see what happens when they come up against Harry Wilson and the uh, and the Reds boys and those big bullies from Canberra who mm. play for the forwards for the Brumbies. Let's see if they can kind of roll and play their fun style of footy that they like because I, I reckon our boys might give them something to think about. I'll tell you what, man. I cannot wait to see the carnage mm. that the Crusaders are going to do to the Waratahs. That'll be the game to watch on a rainy Sunday afternoon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In this game, Richie himself actually outscored the Blues by one point. Really? Yep. Yeah. My maths is correct. Kicking five penalty goals, four conversions, and a try. He is on fire, the big fella. What's the record loss for the Waratahs? I think it's against the Crusaders. Like they maybe got yeah. eighty-seven or something put on them. There could be every chance that that record gets broken when they play, particularly if they oh, play yeah. in Christchurch. 
Yeah. Yep. So the biggest loss, um, which is obviously the record belongs to the Waratahs, because who else would it belong to? <laughs> May 2002, the Crusaders scored 96 points to the Waratahs 19. Four short of the ton. Yeah, that was uh, in 2002 too. So that was right when Australian rugby started to decline. Mm. Yeah, that, I wouldn't have thought the Waratahs were that bad in 2002. No. Do you reckon this is the year though for the Crusaders to ton up to become the first team in Super Rugby to score 100? If anyone's going to do it, I reckon the uh, Crusaders are in with a chance of putting mm. a ton on the Waratahs' current form. Yeah, real like South Africa or New Zealand versus Namibia vibes about that game. Yeah. You pencil that one in the calendar and keep an eye out for it. Yeah, I think the Waratahs are in danger of becoming, you know, as good as mm. the Southern Kings were in, you know, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the early Bring 2010s. Bring back the Southern Kings. <laughs> they, uh, doing, they, their, uh, doing some of their best work over there in Europe, I think, yeah. in the Pro 12 or whatever. I'll, I'll tell you who's gone from strength to strength, though. It's bloody the Sunwolves. Once that they've cut the umbilical cord of the Southern Hemisphere, they've just, you know, mm. they've just gone nuts. Now we will have a look ahead to next week. What do we got first up on Friday night, Dave? Uh, so first game on Friday night, we've got the Brumbies taking on the Force in the nation's capital. Ooh, I like that. I hope the Force can turn up and put in another competitive performance. I think it'll be the game of the round, mate. Mm. Well, especially here in Australia. I mean, look, both teams are looking crash hot, but mm. of course the Brumbies are looking to be the team of the conference yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Look, that doesn't mean they're unbeatable. Um, yeah, well, yeah. look, both teams have to turn up and... Yep. The force has to turn up a little bit harder if they want to get over the Brumbies at home, but Mm. looking forward to it. Yeah, let's hope the Fortescue boys can turn up and give the Brumbies a run down there in the Fortress at GIO Stadium. And then that'd be Reds Reds on Saturday night? Mm -hmm. Saturday night, Waratahs at home to the Reds. Ooh, and that will be at your favourite place in the world, Errol. Well, mate, ANZ, that's my second favourite, mate. Um, my favourite place to watch a game of rugby in this country is at the SCG, mm. where, you know, you, you're so far away from the action, you know. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't even know who's going to win the game because you can't even see who's playing. But Yeah, sitting at home. ANZ, too, has got the best atmosphere. I mean, just going to sport in Sydney in general is just mm. the best thing. I mean, Sydney siders, they turn out. They go out mm. to that ANZ, that big old thing where they had the Olympics and they turn up. They pack that thing for every single sporting event. Yeah, it should be and a when bumper it's full, crowd. There is nowhere better. I mean, as soon as you walk out, you're in the thriving, beating heart mm. of the Sydney Olympic Park. There is no small bars, you know, wood-fired pizza, culture, trams, fucking ding, ding, ding. You know, it's all happening. I mean, when people go to places like the MCG and they harp on about it, I mean, you walk out of there and you're in the ghost town of Richmond. Mm. I mean, there, there is nothing worse. What are you going to do and there? You're, you're like 15 minutes away from the city on a tram. I mean, why would you want to do that when mm. you can walk out of ANZ in Sydney, walk out of there into a thriving metropolis that was built to entertain people from all over the world for the 2000 olympic games and you know it's just a short hop skip and a jump to the beating heart of Parramatta, where you know that's only 40 50 minutes away on a bus or you know even if it's raining you know trains probably won't be running so you'll get to enjoy the nice walk down there yeah yeah and there'll be a bumper crowd as well you get to yeah. be amongst a throng of people as they Cattle crush mm-hmm. you into uh, the station down there. Yep. And, and with the rain, obviously, there's been a lot of rain down there in Sydney over the last so little while. So the trains, the trains won't be running. Fuck. So yep. you'll just be able to stand in the rain for like half an hour, 45 minutes, maybe even an hour if you're lucky, and then just kind of mill around and eventually get yep. onto a train. So that should be great. I'm sad I'm not being able to get out there. There is going to be 
thousand screaming Sydney siders mm. down there, and look, it sends a shiver down my spine. It will it be does. a cauldron of noise. It'll be a a rude uh, rude shock for the Queenslanders who get down there and have to walk out into the middle of it. Won't mm-hmm. it? They will be shaking in their little mm. Queenslander boots. Now, what's happening across the ditch, man? Now, across the ditch on Friday night, we've got the Highlanders at home to the Hurricanes. Oh, yes, please. The zoo will be going off down there <laughs> in Dunedin. The uh, closed closed roof, that greenhouse building that you always talk about. So, yep. good fun. Good yep. footy. Good place to watch footy. A bit of a weird place to watch footy. I mean, you know, I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's essentially a big shed mm. um, where I have, I haven't. the roof's made of this uh, plastic mm. and a couple of the walls, and you can really hear the the sound a lot yeah, better yeah. like on field obviously because you're in inside a yeah, giant yeah. shed yeah. so the sound really uh travels up onto the roof back off the walls and into your eardrums in terms of atmosphere it's like most sporting events in new zealand you know they don't really turn out mm. they don't really like sport that much <laughs> i mean i'd say that more people would be going to the cricket yep. in dunedin yeah. at the end of the year than will be for this. Yeah, yeah. There'll be a few students getting in there for the zoo, which is a university student yeah. section for, you know, because the tickets are cheap or whatever. And, yeah. uh, you know, you can technically it's an outdoor stadium, so there'll probably be a well, few yeah. vapes getting around mm. the, uh, the zoo. So, And the unemployment rate in New Zealand now is like 80, 85%. Mm. So it isn't like anyone else has got anything better yeah, to yeah, do yeah, really yeah. than May go down. Might as well get out on a Friday yeah. night. And uh, the Highlanders, they'll try and get a bit of redemption after they got pumped by the Blues a couple of weeks ago. The Canes, <laughs> they'll be looking for their first win and yep. they desperately need it because all the pressure's gone on to them. Then on Saturday night, Chiefs looking to get things going again. Yeah, the Battle of Bombay. Mate, uh, Which, th- you know where that comes from? I don't. So apparently, I thought they always call it the Battle of Bombay or the Battle of the Bombays for some reason. I thought like maybe there's some kind of weird colonial ancestry the to Beatle the rivalry. Of Bombay. But apparently, it's just the Bombay Hills is what right. separates Waikato from Auckland. And so, whichever team has to cross over the hills into the other stadium, it's called like the Battle of the Bombays or the Battle of Bombay, which is yeah. a weird kind of fact. It I sounds guess. a bit better than, you know, calling it the Battle of mm. the Tweed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Battle of the Murray. Why do you call it that? Oh, one team's from Victoria and one's from New South Wales. Yeah, so there'll be some interesting games on this weekend. Obviously, there'll be a lot of Japanese rugby on as well, which I I very much enjoy watching. Good fun. Fun, fun footy to watch. And all of that, of course, will be on Stan Sport, as always. And apparently, the free trial thing that you can get that everyone loves. Everyone loves a 30-day free trial. Apparently, that is ending on Sunday, my mate is telling me. It's ending on the 28th of March. So, pencil that in, get your free trial, and uh, see if you like rugby. I mean, you know, after 30 days, if you don't like it, then, you know, you can just cancel it and go back to watching fucking ping pong or whatever whatever the hell you watch. Floats your boat. For sure, yeah, 30-day trial, may as well. Nothing to lose, get around it. And now we'll talk about some rugby that's happening in other parts of the world, namely Europe. Allez faire preuve de patience et de maîtrise dans ces derniers instants. Ce ballon vaut très cher. Baptiste Serra le libère. Chaque joueur en pivot. Tamak, Alicou, Ticou, sur un plage. Oh, 
la la, indeed. What a Sunday yeah. morning game of footy that was. C'est bon, putain, putain, putain. <laughs> yeah, no, yes, it's great, yeah. Uh, my French is very limited. Errol is a public school student out here in Batuta. A lot of Indonesian, but um, not heaps of French, unfortunately. Well, mate, that was a Catholic school. They did a lot of that stuff. You'd be pretty hopeless going down to our town's bustling and cosmopolitan French quarter where yeah, yeah. one of the official languages of Batuta, for those mm. who are listening outside the Diamantina, is Batutanese Creole, which is a mix of uh, English and French. So and it was going off down there on Sunday morning, it was. apparently. What's that pub down Lots there? Lots of putain. Uh, yeah. The, uh, the Pistens Ma Poche. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, it is, uh, is a nice place to watch sport, I tell you what, but... Uh, Terrible beers the French have, though. I'd uh, I'd hazard a guess they probably should stick to wine. But what are French beers, mate? There's like a Koningsberg 1666 or something, or or is that German? I don't really know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they look, don't have a lot. Nothing notable. I was down there with uh, with with a couple of mates from work. Um, you know, Tom and Mike from yeah. yeah we yeah, um, yeah. hopped on the Reds, had a couple of Gitin Blues, mm. and uh, yeah, look, just had a. Grand old night. Delicious, yeah. Yeah. It it was an incredible game of footy. Obviously, the comeback from France. Mm. They were hot favourites going into this game to beat Wales because Wales have had some questionable results. It was a frantic start to the game, a few tries, and then eventually the Welsh got out to a pretty sizable lead, up by 10 points, 30 to 20, with 20 minutes or so to go, and it was starting to look like maybe the Welsh were going to get away with it. Then all of a sudden, there were a couple of cards there. The French got a red card, which... Yeah. Yeah, which is, you know, it's part and parcel with what this game is now. It is just, you know, go out and odds are that one of you is going to get a red yes, card. Yeah, and it's part and parcel with being French as well. That yep. flair, that passion, that exuberant that for the game. Gouging. And so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so it looked like you know maybe the french were were done the six nations was going mm. to wales wales were going to get the grand slam and then things started to turn a little bit french to the backs of the walls they turned up got a couple of quick yellow cards which the welsh are blowing up particularly about that second yellow card because they were infringing slowing down the game slowing down the game slowing down the game got that first yellow card and it looked like oh yeah fair they'll be playing against 14 men and then the referee a couple of penalties later just said nah Another guy's going, playing against 13 men. France took the scrum with like five minutes to go yeah. down by 10, and I thought, geez, this is this is uh, a questionable decision because mm. Wales will just keep collapsing, and then all of a sudden they've got to score twice and there's 90 seconds left on the clock. But they scored quickly, and then um, somehow they got the ball back with about 60 seconds left on the clock, an incredible pilfer there from yeah. one of the uh, French boys earning a penalty. Wales blowing up. Alan Wynne jones the captain yeah, yeah, of Wales, yeah. who always looks like he's kind of angry, looks really yep. angry and aggravated towards the referees. <laughs> he um, was blowing up, and then the French go down. And it was one of those games, so used to watching Australian rugby, where yeah. um, you know, you're going for the win, full-time sirens gone, you're like, okay, which forward's coming around the corner and just mm-hmm. spilling this ball, or which lock's <laughs> going to pass a ball that's like <laughs> yeah. a metre over the fly half's head, and then it gets scooped up, and they lose 20 metres, and then the next yeah. phase, the same kind of thing happens. But no. They came from behind. They find it. They found a way to work the numbers, and then they spread left. And then Doulon, we, 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 we in the corner. Yeah. An incredible win. C'est now, bon. C'est bon. C'est bon. C'est bon. C'est bon. Means, means what does that mean? It's good. It's good. It certainly was very good. And now they go and play Scotland, I think, in a week's time. They do. Potentially win the Six Nations. Yeah, which- but they've got to win by 21 points 
and they've got to get a bonus point try. And a bonus point try. Yeah. yeah, so then they beat Wales, which I think is fair. Like, Wales have won their first four games. They got two real questionable decisions against England, yeah. which a lot of people were blowing up about. Then they got a red card against Ireland and just beat them by a couple of points. Then got a red card against Scotland and just beat them by a couple of points. It will kind of feel like... I don't know, maybe the Force or the Rebels or the Hurricanes <laughs> winning their respective competition if they did it. Wales like the Rebels. won against two opponents last year. Yep. They played the Six Nations and the Autumn Nations Cup. They beat Italy and Georgia. They didn't beat anyone else. So I think it kind of would have been a little bit unfair for it's Wales. a pretty good turnaround. To get <laughs> quite a turnaround for Wayne Pivak and his men. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a Saturday morning game, I think, 7 a.m., which I'll mm-hmm. be keen to keep an eye on. Bit early for me, mate. Bit early on yeah. Saturday. Yeah. But um, well, maybe you still look, be going. Who knows? England going down to Ireland. All, always great to see England oh, yeah. lose. And you know, Ireland didn't look the best this year, but to beat England, always yeah, a solid yeah. result. Scotland beat England as well, so they'd be stuck yeah. with that. Wales got them. Where are England again? Where are England going to finish on the I table? Think fifth, Dave? I think. They're going to finish fifth. Yeah. Eddie Jones might be in a fair bit of trouble. Uh, well, yeah, but he he is a coach that's got him, you know, mm. all the way to the uh, heights of heights of rugby after being the perennial easy mm. beats of European rugby. You know, he's done marvelous things for mm. a lot of countries, and yeah. maybe if they give Eddie the flick after this, I, I wouldn't be too upset. If he comes back. Yeah, I think there'd be a lot of Waratahs fans hoping that the pompous English press get him fired and he can come back yeah. to the Waratahs and maybe or turn things around. Maybe he comes back to just coach the Waratahs and the Wallabies and maybe we get maybe we get something happening. Yeah, don't mind it. Or maybe he follows in the footsteps of Isaac Rodder and Sitaleki Tamani and turned down the Waratahs offers and <laughs> goes across to the force and decides to coach the force and him and Twiggy bring the force right into the Him and Twiggy are good mates. Yeah. From way back apparently. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well maybe that'll happen then maybe yeah. he'll go over to Perth, enjoy the sunsets over there and yeah, Get the Force Boys are uh, really humming. There was some other good news over the course of the weekend. East Tigers beat Gordon in the club championship. You little beauty, we're from Tigerland. They uh, they got it done, which is that yep. you know, shoot shield comp in Sydney and the Hospital Cup, I believe it is. It is. That's what it's called yeah. in Brisbane. And look, it was good. Always good to see uh, a pretty predictable result, and that mm. was the boys from Queensland getting the job done again. Yes. Probably, uh, tenacity. probably could have told you what this result was going to be mm. years ago, yep. weeks yeah, ago, yeah, days you ago. See it. You just know Queensland tenacity, hunger, never say die. They turn attitude. up in big games. Yep, for sure. One other thing I saw this week, which was interesting, Richie McCaw. Yeah. Gone a little bit AWOL since he retired. Hasn't been oh, excited too much. Hasn't been absent without leave. I think he's just been flying helicopters and entering mm. things. Other than hel- helicopters from the side, are, yeah, 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 you know. Now, cars enter stage left, Buses. which is yeah. this is this next story or this next thing that I saw is particularly Richie McCaw. He comes in, enter stage left for a Wiggles concert in New Zealand. Yeah, Richie McCaw in the All Blacks Wiggles jersey and bagpipes. Three shows back to back to back. Yep. Apparently played like hours of bagpipes for the Wiggles over there in New Zealand for their New Zealand tour, which is 
pretty incredible. Yeah, look, I have said it before and I'll say it again. Richie McCaw is a bit of a weird unit. There was no one better at the time. There was no one better at the breakdown. There was there was no one better at pilfering and, you know, mm. bending the rules of rugby to get that pill out to your backs. And look, yeah. he's just a multi-talented person and, you know, I wish the best for him. Yeah. Good on you, Richie. Yeah, apparently they did. They played a special Richie McCaw song for him and it was Chugga, 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 All Black Cheat or something like that, maybe? <laughs> chugga, Chugga, yeah, something along those lines. So anyway, that was quite nice. Um, of course, when the, the show was finished, he did exit from the side as he likes to do. So good for Richie. Some Batuta Mutz news now and we got close this week against Windora. We got really close. I feel like it's coming. The Windora go go are the team to beat in our local comp, and yeah. going in there, we we had to be realistic about what our expectations were for this game. And the boys, they put in one hundred and ten percent. I mean, they left nothing on the field. They really gave it an absolute. You, you know, they went as hard as they possibly yeah. could. Yeah, they're looking better, but they just weren't good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had that kick to win it ten eight, but it was um, not from exactly in front of the sticks and in the pissing rain. Unfortunately, we couldn't make it 11-10 to win the game. Yeah, but very, very hard to play on on wet sand. Yes, yes, it certainly is. Second grade, though, got a very strong uh, 3-0 win. I think that tells you 3-0 soccer scores. I think that tells you how wet it really was out here on Saturday. <laughs> it was, mate. In terms of the quality of the second grade game, that game was a cure for insomnia. Mm. I'd, I'd say it was very slow, just wet, sloppy, droppy. Not that good, but we got the win. But Colties, they turned up. Oh, didn't they ever? 28-point win. Apparently, the Windora boys had a 21st in town there in Windora the night really? before, so they were struggling to put a team well, together. Well, if they were going to a 21st, then methinks that maybe some of them should have been playing Colties in the first place. But in saying that, we uh, I remember when I was playing Colts in, in Hong Kong, we mm. uh, we had a couple people with quite dubious birth certificates yep. that, you know... You can always help us truck nut, but you can always bring in a couple of uh, second graders in to to bring a hard edge to that Colts team. But I'm sure the Windora first graders and second graders um, made the Colties pay on the bus trip back home. Yep. But for us, we play Tambar this weekend. Mm-hmm. Rain's supposed to stop, so hopefully some better conditions. They're a good side out there. They are, but you know Tambar is is pretty small town compared mm-hmm. to Batuta, so uh, teams a bit smaller, less money. I think that this week is going to be a golden opportunity for our boys not to get the spoon this yes. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it is our last trial and the regular season will kick off the following week, so we certainly do need to get a win. Now we should wrap it up with some grassroots questions. What do we got this week, Dave? All right, first one comes from Michael Corrupus down in Melbourne, and he wants to know, how can Rugby Australia get the likes of Angus Crichton, Kalen Ponga and others to come back from NRL so we can bolster up our Wallabies? Mm, what do you reckon? Money. Money, yeah, yeah. Money's obviously there. Maybe we can... It's easy, mate. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can sort some things out. We can tell them about the corpies they'll have down the track. Some wine sponsorship, maybe, or something like that. A few cases of, of wine for the boys, or lucrative jobs in the private sector after, potentially. Yeah. We can do that. Maybe they could get you know a few more competitive offers on the table, like perhaps... Not only pay for their gym memberships and mm. their protein powder, mm. but they could um, up some cash to spend on things like rent and, and yes. fast cars and things like that that make playing contact sport much more fun, really. Mm. That's that's an interesting idea, Errol. Yep. Not not sure how practical it is, but an interesting idea. What's so, next, yeah. Dave? 
Uh, next one comes from Rex from the leafy suburb of Vaucluse. Mm, and very leafy, are you? Mm, and he asks, why are there so few betting markets for Super Rugby and why is it impossible to place the same game multi? Are these not all staples of modern Australian sport? Well, I don't think you need to put bets on rugby to make it more interesting. I, th- I think that what we have here is the most explosive sports product in the country. Mm. And to sully it with trivial things like multi-bets and same-game multis, I think you you just don't need it. I I mean, I think with lesser games like AFL, sure, maybe you would need to uh, put a bit of money on it to make it a bit more, you know, interesting to watch. But look, I don't think that they are staples of modern Australian sport. I mean, the average Australian would lose about $1,300 a year on gambling. I I don't think that gambling's particularly good for society, but if you can keep it in check, yeah, sure. But look, in terms of rugby, especially super rugby, you you don't need to sully it with gambling, Mm. really. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Errol. And I reckon uh, we've we've been going at it for a little while now, so we might wrap up for this week. It's been great to have your company. Hopefully there's another good week of footy around the corner. And we look forward to talking to you again next week and bringing you all the biggest stories from around our town, around the country and around the world in the world of rugby, a world in union. A world in union. And we'll talk to you next week because there's some hot action that's going to happen this weekend and we look forward to discussing it with you next week. Goodbye. Bye.